Alrighty. Today, I am joined by my wonderful husband, Mr. Brian Hua. And today, we are going to be talking about inner peace. If this is something that you struggle with or have challenges with, have a listen to this episode because I have historically been a more anxious person, someone who can get pretty emotional at times. And being with this dude for 22 years has truly helped to help me have a sense of calm and inner peace. So enjoy this episode. If you're a woman who's on a path of healing and transformation, it's time to live your heart out. My name is Nancy Ma, and I'm a physiotherapist, a family woman, and a dreamer just like you. Join me each week as I share a way of living where you'll feel more alive, vibrant, and free. So, babe, thank you for being here. (laughs) You're welcome. So, I know I don't say this very often, but I truly appreciate how patient you are, how much peace you bring into our home, and what I've learned from you over the years in terms of staying calm whenever I face my fears Um, And I get worried about the future, about money, about all these different things. You are really good at keeping me grounded. So I want to take this opportunity to pick your brain and see what's behind that. So where does all this inner peace come from? First off, when you said inner peace, I had this funny thing. It's like, where's all the outer peace? (laughs) But anyway, that's how my mind works. Oh, dad jokes. Um, Okay, Dad jokes. Yeah. So. You know, as you ask that question, because none of none of this is scripted, of course, right? Like you just asked me to come on the show. We're talking about peace today. Cool. I really feel that it probably comes from, you know, growing up in a in a family situation where there was a lot of craziness going on. My mom, you know, being really mean to my dad when uh, growing growing older, and I just had the opportunity to witness my dad be peaceful, mm. even though there was like a, a, sh- a shit storm. I was, okay. I take it back. You're not the most peaceful person <laughs> I know. It's your dad. Yes, this is true. <laughs> this is where you get it from. Because if uh, there was a man who could handle a lot of oh, tumultuous env- environment, it would be your dad. But okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. If I really had to, you know, go back to maybe where it came from. Um, yeah. Cause, cause I would have conversations with my dad about it. I'm like, yo, mom is saying this to you. She's saying all these things. Like, how are you just kind of not affected? Right. And we yeah. would have full on conversations about it. So he, he did help me um, really develop this sense of peace that I can, you know, so what does that look play. like? So what is, so what did you witness in your home growing up? Well, my mom would be very loud and demanding and critical, critical, and and these are understatements. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't need to get into the details. No, but well, what did the the inner peace part look like from your dad's part? He would just carry on doing normal things and not really seem angry or annoyed or anything really. And so I, I, I was curious because on TV, you know, when somebody says something, 
um, the other person gets offended. You react. Or, or sure. upset. Yeah. And he just seemed to have this ability to just have it bounce off him, like, mm. like rain, you know, on an umbrella or something. Yeah. I, and I would say for sure, over the years, you became more peaceful. I mean, we've been together for 22 years when we first started going out. I was that girl who I would say, you know, tried to control things and I was yeah. very anxious and, you know, I, I got, I got stressed easily and I was always like, ah, we need to do this, we need to do that. And, um, you were definitely very patient then, but I would say even as we've been together over the years, you've become even more patient and calm. And that has really affected me. And even this past year, I've had three or four separate occasions where people have thanked me for being so calm in situations. And I just found that so, um, I was so proud of that because you know what I was like when we were much younger and you know, that's something that I, that I really, I feel I, I can attribute a big part of that to your presence. So as I was saying, you, you become more peaceful over the years. Yes. It didn't just come to you by osmosis through your dad. I think you learned some of those initial skills, but why was it important to you to have this peace? It's so important simply because, you know, we, we can be in our heads so much of the time and the stories that sometimes we keep telling ourselves are really nasty. Right. And, and the, the things that we replay and, you know, the things that happened in the past, all those things can really drag you down. Um, so it's so important simply because if you can somehow be present, even though those stories try to get into your head all the time, then you can be there for your family. You, you can be there for your kids. You can be there for your wife and, and all those people that look up to you. So describe what inner peace looks like to you. I know we're saying this, this phrase a lot, yeah. inner peace, but what, what does that mean to you? And what does that actually look like? Okay. So I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. In the past, I used to really get bogged down by what my mom would say. Okay. I, I have major issues around my mom um, growing up. And, and after we got married, you know, there were times where I didn't want to see her that much because she would just say sometimes the rudest comments. Like, you know, it, it was it was that type of thing. And deep down, I really wanted to be able to be around my mom because mm -hmm. I love I love. Of my course. Mom, yeah. You know, and. So essentially, I developed a way to really learn how to accept my mom for the way that she is, not trying to change her. Right. Because me needing her to be something else that she most probably can't be is going to cause me um, grief and pain inside. So that that's just a small little example. So now that's a big example. Well, I mean, I think yeah. a lot of us can say at some point <laughs> that we have parent issues yeah. you know and and how and i've spoken about this before on this podcast of how much our parents and their opinions of us and how that affects how we live and carry ourselves yeah. and, and i remember the time that you it was 2016 i was pregnant with wesley you had gone to see tony robbins 
Yeah. UPW, Unleash the Power Within, right? Yep. And that was the one. That's when you came home from that, your relationship with your parents shifted. And I, I would say that 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 whole year or time in our lives is when you really shifted to becoming such a more grounded and peaceful guy. Because before that, yes, you've always been patient, but there are times where you have lost it and you've been, you know, when you play sports and you lose it on the judge or even that time in physiotherapy school when you had challenges with school and and the dean and you were struggling with whether or not you were going to graduate. I remember Mm -hmm. that being very stressful then. And now we we deal with even more stressful situations and no one would ever know by your demeanor because you you keep the peace. So tell us about that that shift or that time in, in your life. Which one was that? The 2016 one? Yeah. So after you came back from Tony Robbins and there was yeah. a shift. So describe that shift and how that came about for you. So the one idea that I got from that trip that really stood out for me, um, pertaining to my mom especially, is, you know, you've become this person, right? Today, this is who you are. This is what you're like. Um, but you wouldn't be that person without your mom or your dad or all those experiences that shaped you to become the failures, the the, the, the heartbreak, right? right, All those experiences. So Mm -hmm. he said, I believe it was the line, you know, if you can, if you're successful now, then, then you can also go ahead and blame your mom for that just by, for, for her showing up the way that she did to cause you to learn the lessons that you did and face the hardships and the darkness that you did. Mm -hmm. So, so you can go ahead and blame her for that too. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how he phrased it. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's totally opposite of yeah. how most people think. Right. And, and then from that point on, I just, I made it a conscious effort to just love on her more and, and really be forgiving and, and just empathetic in a way where, you know, I, I, I literally was able to take a step back and say, well, I told myself that I don't, I don't know what she's been through. She doesn't even like to talk about what she's been through. Right. Okay. She, 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 she came up in Vietnam, which is, you know, um, a communist country. They went through war. There was a lot of crazy stuff and, and she had tons of siblings and, and they weren't very nice to her, you know, when she was younger, uh, in the little bits that she would share with me. So I, I don't really know what she's gone through. And I was able to be a little bit more empathetic. I was able to, um, get myself to love on her more, uh, in, 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 you know, I would, I would hug and kiss her and, and really mean it, yeah. you know, and, and that had a huge impact on our relationship because when that happened, like you remember this, she started caring for my ailing grandmother. Right. And yeah. they, they didn't like each other. They didn't at have all. a relationship they, for 30 years. They didn't have a relationship for 30 years. Um, my mom literally prohibited us to go visit her when I was younger. And it was just such a weird thing. But then when I showed her love, my and theory acceptance. And, acceptance, and acceptance, my theory is that she saw how my dad's mom is aging. Yeah. And she went and did a total 180 and started becoming sweet to her. Yeah. You know, started bringing her kanji to, <laughs> to, the, to nursing uh, the nursing home yeah. and, 
And I saw my mom and dad hold hands for the first time ever. Yeah. Like I've never seen that before ever. And that, so you're that taking was credit for all that. All of it. <laughs> all of it. Well, you know, I, I remember that that shift very vividly because when you really changed your relationship with her, I saw how much that softened her. Mm. And and I think it's through accepting and not combating because right. it was you always been accepting of who I am, but I think you had, in a way, maybe these expectations we have of our parents, as much as as parents, we have expectations of our children. Um, children also have expectations of our parents. And so when she would say something to you, you would be combat- combative yeah. in response. And then there would just be this tension Immediately in the air. Immediately triggered. It, yeah. Like, and it, what did you say? Like, yeah. And, then, and, and I would be around that and, yeah. and I would feel very uncomfortable and yeah. not want to ever hang out there because, <sighs> because of that tension. But when you shifted, she was so much sweeter and she was nicer to me. And, yeah. and, and I saw how like truly w- accepting someone and finding inner peace in yourself right. can, you know, have this ripple effect where, you know, other people are feeling more calm and yeah. peaceful at heart. When, when you said that, I, I thought of um, this is like a hack. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, you, if you want them to be nicer to you or you want to be able to be around them, just you just got to find it somewhere in, within yourself to be that person for them. And you're just hacking the system, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it changes the wiring. And this is how powerful emotions are and how contagious emotions are that um, it, it, it takes a very simple creature to be angry and it, it makes sense if you see someone angry someone punches you or slaps you or hurts you it, it's very animalistic and instinctive for us to respond with that level of energy mm-hmm. but it takes consciousness right. intention yep. and a sense of grounding to do what your dad did or to live the way your dad lived and let it bounce off you or let it trickle right. off you without penetrating your system or your, your consciousness. And, and I, I really believe that was the time in our life life or lives that, um, we just became that much more grateful. I think we, I mean, sure. Gratitude is something that's on, you know, every, you know, desk or so like, be grateful lip, lip, lip and exactly. Mm. But it, to me, it, we didn't just pay it lip service. We embodied it. Because it's easy to say things with your words and to live up in your head. But we completely started embodying gratitude for everything. And I feel like you living here, it's easy to do that. When we were surrounded by nature, we're outside all the time. And we are truly grateful for all of our lived experiences, including the ones that challenged us, shaped us, hurt us kicked us beat us down and we have risen above those times with gratitude and yeah. gratitude is to me a big part of you know your your peace yeah but speak, speaking about that though speak you you bringing this up don't get me wrong you know I, i've been through a lot of dark you know stages and rock bottoms and things that have really challenged me that fortunately have forced me to move towards the training, you know, reading books on it, you know, Eckhart Tolle and Michael Neal, those are my two big heroes. 
<clears throat> Dr. Wayne Dyer. So it's not like I didn't seek out different perspectives on how I can become more peaceful. I didn't just do it for fun. You, know? you weren't trying to be a monk? No. Okay. No, not at all. Well, you did shave your head at one point. Everyone that's thought only that's you what up my you were. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, um, you know, inner peace, you, you, it's funny because you did say like, what about outer peace? And I think, I think that people do look outwards externally for yes. sources of peace. Yes. But, and the reason we keep calling it inner peace is because it can never come from an external source. Like yeah. I can't rely on you to be my source of peace. And Yes, I have benefited from you being peaceful and it has, you know, spread to me, permeated. but I permeated, but I can't say, I can't depend on you for that. I have to find it within me to say, to have a conscious intention of, I want to live this way. You know, this, I, I talk about a lot about energy and then, you know, sometimes we think of energy as like, um, this high of, oh, we've got to be energetic. We've got to be loud and boisterous. And that's like having really big energy but energy is also having peace and having flow and that sense of calm have you right. know you can think of a babbling brook as you know a peaceful entity sure. or, or phenomenon and right. um sorry i thought you were gonna say something i can say okay something. say something so <laughs> um a lot of people, including myself, we, we, we've dealt with stress. You know, stress is a normal thing. Anxiety, being worried about, oh my goodness, what happens if this doesn't happen? Then, then this will happen. <coughs> um, my, my experience with my peace training, you can call it peace training. I'm a peace officer. <laughs> okay. No, um, pretty much allows me to, you know get rid of those stories for the most part and actually be able to be here and be present. Cause that's yes. the, that's the most important thing is your ability to be present right. so that you can experience the only thing that's real, which is this present moment. Right. And you have been on me about that for so long, but I think that I'm getting it. I really do. Um, you know, historically, I'm the one who's in my head all the time, on my phone all the time, in this house, in our home. I'm the planner. I'm thinking about what the kids are going to eat, what what birthday parties are coming up, what appointments to take them to. And I'm just planning, planning, planning. And often... I live in the future and in a way that's a form of anxiety. You know, I didn't used to think that I was anxious because I'm not one to have a nervous breakdown or I wouldn't be stressed about it and it wouldn't keep me up at night. Or maybe it does keep me up at night in a way that I'm excited about things. But um, you have always just been on me for being in the moment. Um, and I, I really have learned that from you. Well, at least from your constant nagging, I, I, I think that has helped and gotten through at some point. And I, I, I believe that, you know, the entrepreneur's journey of, of, you know, wanting to be a better person up leveling and wanting more out of life is one of the most spiritual journeys we can embark on right. aside from becoming a parent. I mean, to me, that's the, my, my two greatest 
uh, spiritual journeys. Um, but I feel that uh, as part of that journey, as an entrepreneur, we feel, well, I have felt it's just this, this constant chasing. And when you're chasing, it can get very tiring. And what I've, I've seen from other people in the industry is the sense of like dissatisfaction of, yeah, I'm going to go for this. And then when I have this house, I'm going to upgrade the house. When I have this car, I'm going to update the car. When I make this much amount of money, it's not good enough. There's more, more, yeah. more. And I think I've spoken to this before, but what I really learned from Brendan Burchard is that there's a sense of healthy striving where you can, or I think he even calls it fulfilled striving, where you can, you can reach from a place of fullness, from a place of being enough. And then there's also lack striving for lack yeah. of a better term, it's you're, 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 you're chasing because nothing's ever good enough. And yeah. I've been there and it oh, yeah. sucks that, that feeling of like, Oh, this is not good enough. I want more. I'm going to work on perfecting this video and the script. And it's like, you're constantly fixing and fixing, fixing. You're working on things for the future and you're always worried about it and it's never enough. And that is so stressful. It's such a stressful way of being and living sure. and experiencing the world. Yeah. As you were saying that, I have another example of, you know, when I dealt with some really tough times and, and then I'll share, share what happened. You know, there's, there was this time where we were running weddings here um, on this property, mm -hmm. making really solid money. And then, you know, the neighbors, you know, complained and it all got shut down. I'm not going to make a long, long, long story. But after that happened, because of the lack of human interaction between us and the neighbors and and we weren't really getting along because we just lost you know our how business, we were, how our we livelihood were making, right? yeah. and how we uh, can afford to live here right yeah so i you know for whatever reason i just went through this really really uh dark spiral i couldn't i couldn't create any income for over a year mm -hmm. yeah. and, and the story i was telling myself was I'm, I'm so useless. I can't contribute to the family. And oh my goodness, you know, this is horrible. And that every day I woke up and that would be the story that, that's playing in my head. Yeah. So joining it to what you were saying is looking back at that, I could not create enough value from that place to earn income even yeah, if that, I wanted to, from, yeah, with from that, that self-talk, with that self-talk, you're not going to be able to um, get to a point where yeah. you could do more, have more, be more, right. because you're in lack. And exactly. lack is not a peaceful place to be. And when I say lack, I mean not enough. You don't have enough or enough. There's not enough to go around. Yep. Like that. That's an example. It's of a very lack. tumultuous, dark place to be and not to say that we are like zen masters and we're well, speak for yourself we're on our way to being monks although that is my life goal just kidding um it's we definitely have moments of lack and and, and all that yeah. but i for sure way more than you um it's not a competition no but i'm winning okay <laughs> but <laughs> um when i do experience that i i name it I call it, I was just like, there's the monster. It's a lack. I'm in lack. Like when I was doing the taxes last week and oh, I was like, oh snap, that's a lot of taxes to pay. And then this is happening and that's happening and we're going down. And, and then I, I'm spiraling and I can feel like it's, it's almost like a visceral, like a 
physical feeling of spiraling. But I'm like, I've been here before. I call it out. I'm in lack. And I'm like, babe, I'm feeling, I'm feeling lack. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And we have this pattern of like, we call it out. And then he usually, okay, let's go. We'll go outside. We go for a walk. And then we just walk through. It's the same story we tell ourselves Yeah. of, do you, do you want to walk me through like what the story usually is? <laughs> it's, it's a say, I would say in okay, a seven, play, okay, in a seven day week, I would say I would do half a day every week in seven days in lack, in fear mode, like half a day. Yeah. Yeah. So like one out of 14, what's the math on that? Less than 1 14. So less than 10% of the time, let's move five to 8% of the time, which is pretty good because even if it was 49% of the time, that means I'm, I'm fulfilled more than I'm in lack and I can move forward. When people live in lack, when they live it with a sense of torment in their hearts, you can't move forward. It's a very ugly place to be and it really grinds away at your soul. Yeah. Um, so let, let's, let's run through the dialogue. So let's, you know, we'll backtrack a couple of weeks and we have this big tax bill to pay. And I, I'm paying it. I'm um, I'm calculating because I'm the one who's responsible for doing all the numbers. And I'm looking at the bank account, and I'm like, "Babe, we have this. We have to pay in taxes. Then we have a hundred thousand dollars for the backyard renos, and we have this payment, this payment." I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. I wanna I wanna like stop, like stop doing the podcast. I want to stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to stop doing. The renovation, maybe we call it off. I want to, I want to, like, I'm get, I'm in lack. I'm backpedaling. I'm contracting. Yeah. And so what did you, what, let's, yeah. yeah so you, what did you say to me? Yeah. So you just share this with me and, and I would normally just say, oh, okay, thank you for sharing. Um, then I just start asking a bunch of questions to. To ask me. To pretty much force <laughs> you to go inside. Yeah. Um, questions like, okay. So does this mean, you know, let's say, for example, you're like, oh, well, I want to just cancel my business. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. And say, okay, well, then I would ask you something maybe along lines of, well, but what about what happens with all those people that are waiting for you to show up for them to teach you all these things to get them out of their own darkness? You know, like, are you just going to stop it just because of money? No. Okay. So I would, I would, I would have these questions like that. Yeah. And any, any questions that stood out? Cause I, when I was speaking with you, I was pretty much in the moment. It's hard for me to remember on the spot. So yeah. what sorts of things do you remember me, me walking you through? Or- well, uh, to be fair, you're not a very wordy person. No, not that you're, you're not that you're not articulate, but, um, you, it's your energy, your presence that I feel, I feel held and I feel safe. So when I'm in this period of tumultuousness, um, just being able to tell you without you judging me makes me already feel better. Because um, in the past, you don't, you didn't like it when I was stressed. No. Because you would get stressed. So if I was stressed about something, you're like, well, why are you stressed about that? Well, that's just silly. Yeah, you shouldn't be stressed be about like that. that. Or like, think about it like yeah, that? like when I have my annual seasonal affective disorder for six months of the year, <laughs> you'd be like, why are you like that? You shouldn't be like this. So. Now it's, I tell you and you're like, instead of judging me for it, you're like, okay, well, thank you for telling me how you feel. Why do you feel this way? And what can I do to help? And then we just talk about, okay, 
So what do, what are we grateful for? And then we go back to gratitude. Like, look at everything we have. Like we, our affirmation is we have everything that we need in the world to be happy and to have peace. We really do. And that everything is access to love. We all have love. We all have access to nature. And when we remember that, it's like, oh, this relief. And then we go and then we talk about when's the last time we were at zero? And we're like, oh, yeah, we've been at this point before. You where mean we no money in our bank account. No money in our bank account, feeling in a dark place, feeling in a low, being in fear. And we're like, but we got out of that time, remember? Oh, yeah, we did that. We did it with love and we had each other. And, and we're like, oh, yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, what happens if worst case scenario? This is a big one. Yeah. What's the worst yeah. case scenario? So we lose it all. We lose all the money in the world. And then what? Well, we still have each other and we still have our health. And the good thing is we know what it's like to not lose our health or our family, but to lose money. We've lost, we've had that, that experience several times, you know, in big chunks. And it takes being, having been there that it's like, oh yeah, it's not that scary. Because I know the reality is we'll never end up in the streets. If anything, we could always sell our house and go move to Thailand or Vietnam and live like kings for the rest of our life. Like we, we could, we have that option. So it's like going back and just remembering. And this is something I would really recommend is to have a list of stories that you tell yourself when you're, you're not feeling calm or peaceful. Just these reminders of, oh yeah, you have an experience that you, you want to bring to mind. Or have, you know, a, an affirmation or a story because yeah. that's, that's really what helps us. And then it's really just a matter of let's do a, like, I think Tony Robbins called like a, a change of state. And this is a big reason why we have a cold plunge. And often when I'm in lock, I just jump in the cold plunge and that just wakes me right up, gets me out of my funk. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I've done hard things before. If I can do this cold plunge, I can do anything, you know, um, or, you know, we go for a walk and that's always beautiful right. and helpful. One of the things that I, I just remembered, um, one of the things that you brought up recently was you you were afraid that it wasn't going to work. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever the thing was. Yeah. And, I, and I said to you, well, okay, if you go forward and it, it doesn't work, are, are you just going to quit? Mm -hmm. Right. So having you face that possible reality. Yeah. Right. Helps. Yeah, Helps. for sure. And something you always say to me, too, is like, we're not supposed to know. You know, this is like going to a basketball game. We're not supposed to go and know exactly who's going to score and at what point and who's going to win the game, because then what's the point of showing up? What's the point of participating or playing the game? Nobody would be there. Yeah, we're doing it for the experience. And when I remember that, it's like I'm not doing it for the end result of that thing whatever that thing may be, we're doing it for the experience. And when we remember that, it's like, oh, it's calming. It's coming. And when, we, when we live from that place, that to me is truly inner peace. And, you know, if it was a game, I would definitely win because you taught me how to play this game and I beat you at it because like, he, we wear aura rings yeah, and Oops. don't stick sorry, your middle sorry. finger at the audience, please. Um, so we wear these rings and it keeps track of our sleep and Oof. I, we're very competitive. This helps our inner peace. It really does. And, um, since 
he got me to wear it because he tracks his sleep and it's a, it's a reflection of, I think, how peaceful you are, how rested you are. If you can go to sleep at night, there's a reason why, you know, it's well documented that men can just go to bed, their head hits the pillow and they fall asleep. And women in general were up at night thinking about the to-do list and all that stuff. And so when uh, he got me the aura ring for my birthday last year, then it's like, oh, now this is being tracked. I have to be <laughs> conscious of this. I did everything possible to maximize my sleep. And I average an 88 score, which is higher than crown, which is an 85. And, um, yes, I'm very proud of this because wow. I've taught everything you, I've took everything you taught me and mastered it and beat you at your I own take, game. So it, there, so it. what that means is, is really harnessing that peace so that when I go to bed at night, I fall asleep within 10 minutes, which was not my norm before. I would definitely be the last to fall asleep and I'd be up until Just much thinking. later just thinking about stuff. But since I know this is being tracked, I make sure that I do the red light before I sleep. I take a hot bath or I go into our hot tub. We, I don't eat anything after 7 p.m. at night or 6 p.m. or I make sure I don't eat three hours before sleep. I don't drink any water so that I don't wake up in the middle of the night to go that. I do all these things and all of that helps. But the thing that helps the most is truly accepting and being present and being off my phone. You're welcome. Definitely before sleep. And what's your average score of sleep? Just to just uh, to share yeah, with everybody. I've been tracking for the last three years now. It's probably around 83. Yeah, which is good. It's a good. It's a decent <laughs> score. It's a decent score. Yeah. But uh, can't you 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 can't you can't beat me. Yeah, so amazing. anyway, of course we're being facetious, kind of. No. Um, but I. I want to thank you for, for being here. I hope that if you're listening or watching that you can take bits of that, incorporate it into your lifestyle and really think about how you can bring more peace into your life, into how you show up at work and, and how you interact with people and how you run your home or your business. Because when you can live in this place, anything is possible. When you, you can live in a place of being already fulfilled, it means that you're not needy. Because you already have everything you need. Everything else is just a bonus, right? So when you live from that place of peace and everything's such a bonus, you're not desperate. And when we approach life with that sense of anxiousness or stress, then, you know, everybody around you can feel it. You know, if you're, you're, you're going to a car shop or any kind of shop and the salesperson approaches, you know that they're, they're trying to sell you something and nobody likes that, right? It's that sense of like neediness. Mm -hmm. But when you can approach life of like being already satisfied, content, fulfilled, it actually opens more doors because people can trust you more. They don't feel repelled by being in your presence and they feel even attracted to your energy. And I, I feel like we have leveled up like a billion fold since really just understanding this, this piece. And to be honest, I've, I've poo-pooed it for so many years because I was just like, I don't need to work on peace. I need to work on like building my confidence. I need to work on um, just a whole bunch of skills and mindsets that, you know, people think of in general for successful people, like being monk-like or being at peace 
isn't usually high up there on the list. No. And but I would say for sure, since we have really taken that to heart, our lives are that much more abundant. Yeah, because your health gets better, your relationships get better, get better, and you can make more money from a place of peace because you don't need anything. Yeah, for sure. And, and people sense that they're like, "Oh, you don't need me to buy the thing." So. I'll buy the thing because everybody else needs me to buy the thing. Right, it's this detachment. Yeah, that's. I'm that's, in sales, so that's why. Yeah, I know. And then you, when you started being more peaceful, because I, I, I mean, you've been in sales forever, and when before you would make a sale or you didn't make a sale, you'd come, you know, for dinner, like you would take that energy with you, yeah. and. It would be you'd be like dissatisfied with the steak. Why is the steak so cold, or why is it overdone? But now you just approach everything with gratitude and peace, and it's like, yeah, you made tons more money, and I'm not gonna yell at you for complaining about the steak. <laughs> you know, you just you get what you get, and you don't get upset. That's what we learned from That's the kids, right? Kids, so, well, thank you for being here. It's always fun as usual. I love our talks, and uh, I hope that anybody that was a shitty high five. Let's do that. Okay, that's better. Anybody who's watching, I hope that you you get more peace out of this. You get some inspiration to really apply this to your life. I'd love to hear your comments below. Let me know like how you're doing with your inner peace, where you're at in your journey. If you like this episode, please comment, like, share with any friends who you know need it. We're also on your favorite um, podcast channels. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And make sure you take us out for your walk next time you go. So... See you next time. Peace. And remember to live your heart out and be peaceful. <laughs>